The best chats are always the unscripted ones. There are interesting stories all around us, and here's one of them. Open your eyes, spectacular's right in front of you. <laughs> oh yeah, this is totally unscripted, so we never know where this is going to go. Dangerous. This is the unscripted perspective, the and here's your host, Phil Parker. Phil Parker. Phil Parker. Phil Parker. Phil Parker. <laughs> Well, hello, hello, hello. It is another episode of The Unscripted Perspective. And of course, I never, ever, ever disappoint, do I? Well, you can't answer me right now, but I'm sure you will in emails and other messages. I have another amazing guest, and this awesome guest, her name is Arena Sakoon. Yes, I actually researched how to say her name. <laughs> and she is um, an up-and-coming film producer from Russia. Arena, welcome to the show. We're like, we just spoke about how we're like bringing the world together by just having all these different nationalities on a podcast. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's it's awesome. And you're in Canada. So like the world is, I, I was just, just saying it to my mother-in-law, the world is so much smaller when it comes to podcasting now. I'm actually not in Canada. I'm in Burbank. Oh, sorry. So, sorry. I'm in Los so, Angeles. Yeah. Los, Los Angeles. Sorry. I, I, for some reason, I thought that just completely was wrong. But anyway, um, so yeah, even still, it's still closer because it feels like you're re you're in the room next next to me. It's it's awesome. It's that's what we love about podcasting and doing videos and everything. So welcome, welcome, welcome. So Arena, you are a um, I guess uh, best way to describe it is a movie producer, film producer, um, and from Russia, and you're living in America, not Canada. Thank you for <laughs> correcting me there. Um, so tell me a little bit about that journey and kind of give us, uh, for the listeners, kind of give us a backstory on you, because obviously it's a massive difference between Russia and America. And um, you're relatively young, so you've done this pretty early in your life. Um, how was that? How does that happen? And how did, how did that transition look for you? Yeah, I mean, um, I came to the US for the first time when I was like 10 years old. I didn't know any word in English. Uh, I visited uh, LA for like a week and I was like, this is look, this looks amazing. I want to like, I want to come here again when I know the language, when I can actually speak to people around here, when I can enjoy like everything here much better. And then in 2015, I took a uh, like a summer exchange program and it came for the whole summer to San Diego. Uh, and I just really loved California and I really liked people around California and I really liked the weather and everything. And I was like, I want to stay here for longer. And um, throughout my whole like childhood, my school years, I did uh, eight years of theater back in school. Uh, and I've always been writing a lot. I loved writing. And so I wanted to work in the arts and in the entertainment industry. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, these two things are perfect because I left California and I want to work in entertainment industry. So I should come to LA eventually and I should study film. Uh, and so, so in 2017, I came to Los Angeles and I researched what I wanted to do. And I found your film academy and I, I got in. And so I graduated about a year ago. Wow. That's an amazing story. Um, so um, I suppose you kind of already touched on it, but the cultural differences are huge, aren't they? Um, they're definitely big, uh, but I feel like it's the cultural differences vary not just from country to country, but also even like from city to city as well, or 
from state to state too. Right, right. Um, so, you know, I, I haven't been everywhere in Russia. I've only been to certain parts of Russia. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's just, it, I think California is very like, everybody uses the word like chill, you know? And I, I yeah, really like yeah. that. I feel like people are very relaxed and very nice. And, you know, I, I really like that. I feel like uh, where I'm from, people are sometimes can be a little bit more uptight, I guess. Uh, so I, I kind of, I, I like that kind of very relaxed atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. And you're obviously, um, you're not the first Russian to move to America. So um, we were just talking about how I have Russian neighbors and, um, that's one of the things that they comment on as well is like, uh, it's very chill. There's so much opportunity. Everyone's so nice. It's so welcoming, you know? Um, so, uh, that's, that's awesome. Um, so you are, you've graduated, you've done all that fun stuff and, um, well done you. That's pretty amazing just to be able to do that considering, um, not so long ago, you didn't even have a lick of English. So that's just <laughs> crazy. Um, um, and, Trust me, I wouldn't even be able to do it the other way around. So um, that is a massive kudos to you. But um, so what really attracted you to the, the entertainment kind of movie world? Was it something, um, you know, how the American, like me being from Ireland, like America is always like this, this dream world. It's like, oh my gosh, if you make it in America and all the movies are so Oh, oh, like all over the place, like uh, Beverly Hills and um, everything is so dramatized and very Hollywood is what they call it. So, you know, um, what really kind of attracted you to that world? I mean, I I always wanted to uh, work in entertainment industry. When I was a kid, I wanted to do basically anything that's like artistic in any way. I, I sang and I danced and I went to theater and I wrote. I, I had a whole like poetry book when I was in first grade that I wrote and I uh, did like um, art for every single poem that I wrote too. So I, I've always been very like artsy since I was like a baby. Um, and then I think I just realized that I narrowed down that I, I just really liked like the, the type of art that I like to consume specifically were movies and shows. And I really wanted, you know, I wrote a lot of like scripts as well, specifically for shows too. So I've always wanted to work on this kind of media. Um, and, you know, so that's kind of how I, I went there. And I also did like eight years of theater and I did mostly acting there, but I was like, I do want to work on the stories too as well. Right. So, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, um, it's like creating is, is, it comes in all forms. And, um, for, for me, um, creating is in a, in a podcast form, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm also writing a children's book and I used to do sound of comedy. And so there's so many things and it just, there's some things that work and there's some things that don't and they kind of fit your persona and your life and everything that you're doing. So it makes perfect sense. Um, so then who, who I guess inspired you to get into the producing and the um, the behind the scenes kind of making of the movies? Yeah, I mean, I I came to LA and I started a, a bachelor of filmmaking. So I, you know, I, I was doing kind of mostly behind the scene work. Uh, I I when I started in like back in 2017, I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to work on film. I knew I wanted to write, but I wanted to work on set because I'm also a very sociable person. So I love 
communicating and talking to other people and helping other people and, and just being there on set. I don't like to only work at home behind the computer. So I uh, kind of tried a little bit of everything. And then probably during my time at New York Film Academy, I've met some wonderful people. And I guess like specifically some of my producing teachers really inspired me. And mm. I saw kind of their what they did and, and heard their stories of what they've done as part of their work. And especially I had this one female teacher and she was just this boss lady. And I was like, I want to be you when I grow up. And right. so she really inspired me for sure. That's awesome. That's really cool. And a great story because a lot of times um, we always look to the famous people when it comes to inspirations. And um, like for me, like comedy, like Richard Pryor and, all the the greats are always going to come straight to the to the top of the list, but you forget the the little guys that maybe not so famous that kind of um, mentored you in the beginning. Um, obviously, it's okay to have C- Steven Spielberg as an inspiration for you, but um, it's 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 really cool to recognize the people that are in the beginning of everything and the teachers and everything. So that's really cool. Um, so you you're now making short films. We were just talking about how you're you're in movie because I was saying, oh no, I didn't get to see, I couldn't find anything to watch that you created, and it's because they're actually being run in a festival right now. Is that correct? Yeah, a lot of them are currently going through a festival run, and which means you know a lot of festivals they want to be the premiere for the film or they want to be the premiere in the city or in the state or in the country or in the world. So, um, you know, if, if we were to put it anywhere on YouTube or streaming platform or whatever it is, we wouldn't yeah. be able to put them on festivals. So kind of right now we have to restrict that um, for, for a year or a little bit longer. Uh, but yeah, there's just so many projects that are so close to being kind of released. So I, I can't wait when it's going to happen in one after another, they're going to be popping up. We have a project that uh, they're, they're pitching it to different streaming platforms as well. And so it's all coming soon, but it's just not mm. there yet. And not able to talk about it, are you? No, not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> it's always it's always the way with these uh, these awesome producers and actors and everything. I'm like, so what is it you're gonna? I can't talk about. Ah, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> but so um, then going down that um, what so the stuff that's in that's running in the festivals. I suppose we can talk about that. But um, of course, so absolutely. so what um, genres do you focus on the most? Like what really. What are your favorite genres uh, of film to work on? Because for me, I love watching action. I love watching science fiction. Um, I suppose comedy comes straight there because just of because I love to laugh. But um, like my favorite thing to sit down and watch is always like a sci-fi kind of action movie. It's always that that thing. So what is it that you kind of gravitate towards when you're creating your films? I think it depends on what part of the of work I do. So I, I'm also a writer. And when it comes to writing, I do love working on fantasy and kind of like mystery type of things. But when it comes to producing, which is what I mostly do these days, I actually love to work on new things, something that I haven't done before. So mm-hmm. the the portfolio that I have of the films that I've worked on I have sci-fi I have western I have comedy I have drama I have horror I have so many different genres that I've worked on uh, because every time I hear oh there's this new thing that I haven't tried yet I want to be part of that project because it's just so exciting to work on something you haven't done before right right 100 percent 
adding a string to your bow, so to speak. Um, so um, do you have a favorite yet? Do you have something that you prefer to do yet? Um, I, I definitely love working on stylized things as well as I love creating stylized things. Uh, I love working on them too. Whenever the, the creator that, you know, hires me, whenever they have a very specific vision and very specific style that they do, I love doing it. And it's not about the genre because mm. it can, the genre can be just, you know, drama, which is the most, you know, basic kind of genre of film. But then right. they love to do like, they want to do it a Victorian era drama with everything, you know, in, in like a Gothic style. And that's just so beautiful. And the costumes and the makeup and the, the hair, I, I love working on those kind of things because I love seeing it myself and how it's made and, and helping people create that and, and, make that vision into reality that's awesome that's really really cool and and uh, a great call out to um i guess producers and 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 costume artists and all that because um you know you watch your shows and you, <laughs> you're just sitting on your couch just eating popcorn and you're like oh my god this is a great show but you you forget the the work that goes into it like when you're just scrolling through Netflix and you're just breezing through all these awesome things and you're going, Oh no, not tonight. Like you, there's so many things that, that work and the, it, like for me, like being part of this podcast and, and producing it and, and, and everything and speaking to amazing people like yourself, like it is such a huge eye opener because you don't kind of appreciate the work that goes into these creations until you're kind of creating yourself and meeting the people that do it because it's just like, oh my gosh, look at all this work that happened. Um, so I guess um, my next question would be, what are you watching? What are you appreciating yourself? Like, um, like, are you are you a Netflix watcher? Are you HBO Max? Are you into all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean, probably all of them. I, I, you know, at this point, I love when people say, oh, this is the new popular thing. This is the new famous thing. Even if it's a thing that like, if I read the log line of it, or if I just read a description, I'm like, this is not something I would typically watch. But I always try to give a chance to things that even if I in the first glance it's not something like my cup of tea I you know because I work in this industry I want to see what people appreciate these days and why they appreciate it right. um so yeah I kind of try to to follow up in all the like latest trends and, and see all the latest things and why are they liked why are they appreciate it that's cool that's really cool um um for me I'm so I I was well I suppose I still am because they've just created a new show or a new series um, but my, my biggest thing was Game of Thrones, like Game of Thrones was, and oh, I got yeah. into, I jumped onto that ship way late. Like they were making the last season and I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll watch it. And we binge, <laughs> me and my wife just binge watched it. We just literally sat there and just watched and watched and watched. Um, but the fun part about it for me was, um, because I'm Irish, like it was filmed predominantly in Northern Ireland. Um, so um, one of our things that we, we, we have planned to do eventually is to actually go to the set and see all that stuff. But at the very end of the whole thing, they did a making of, and then, you know, going, coming back to what you were talking about, the costumes and the effort and the lighting and the weather and everything that's just plays a part. Like when you're creating yourself, um, what, what what is the most difficult part of the production is it like because i know for a lot of people and for a lot of 
producers, they say it's weather. But like for 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 you, what what are you kind of feeling on that one? I mean, weather is a part of it. I have worked on a production uh, where it was supposed to be like the whole aesthetic of the movie was supposed to be was a, supposed to be a fall movie, and we were most of our shots were in the forest or outdoors and it was supposed to be this golden beautiful like falling leaves all of that and then all of a sudden one day and it's like not normal for that time of the year snowstorm like a huge snowstorm everything is just like like inches of snow and we had to somehow pull it off because we only have these days and and you know we can't change anything it's we're out of state we have to leave in a week we cannot stay any longer. Uh, we don't have the budget to to reschedule the day or reshoot the things that we shot already. So we kind of had to make it half fall, half winter movie, and we had to pull it off. And it added a little bit of magical element. I mean, it was already like a sci-fi movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was a very interesting thing. I mean, we pulled it off. And I think it's very interesting because weather is such an unpredictable thing. Right. But any kind of challenges like that, they, they make... In my opinion, they make things better because they they create something unexpected and you have to figure out a solution to that problem and it has to be a creative solution. And oftentimes you you come up with even better ideas that you've never thought of before. Right, 100%. It's it's um, sometimes thinking outside the box um, creates something that you never would have done otherwise, which, um, you know, for me, it's happened too many times with with this podcast, you know, um, kind of thinking on the fly, which is why, again, you know, I always bring it back to the unscripted part, part of it. Like a plan is great. I, I have respect for everyone that plans out their podcast. It's really, really cool. Um, and you know, I listen to so many different podcasts because, um, I think they're really an untapped resource for, for production. And, and, you know, um, speaking of, of stories, you know, people are now creating stories through, uh, like the old, uh, like the old days when they used to do it on the radio that I, I met somebody that is literally creating a Western and it's like, they have actors and they read the parts and they do it through, through a podcast. So there's so many different ways to produce, but I think the biggest thing for me is that, um, being unscripted means at any given moment, you know, you can change what we're talking about. You know, we've gone down very, very different roads with certain guests and it's been, it, it's all about the good conversation and the content and being authentic. So I think when you have to think outside the box, you know, your viewers feel that like you can kind of, it, it makes it more thing, authentic versus being forced. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Absolutely. So um, I'm actually um, cheating a little bit. I have your profile pulled up on my phone right <laughs> beside me and um you know, um, they talk about things like um, you're 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 so good at the uh, spaghetti westerns. Um, <laughs> um, so tell me, because um, it's actually it's actually a, um, a genre of movie that uh, I've gotten into a little bit more because I'm in America, and you know the westerns are so you know they're so popular. Um, what is it, I guess, that uh, you love the most about those spaghetti westerns? Because I know we, we talk about, you know, how you like the, the costumes and the, the stuff. But because because you're from Russia, like Western, the Western spaghetti Western movies are so America. It's like it's like where it all began, like the Wild West and all that kind of fun stuff. 
um, what is it really that kind of gives you that like enthusiasm and, and buzz about uh, spaghetti westerns that makes it such a popular topic for people to go, oh yeah, spaghetti westerns, Arena Sakoon, like that's that's her, that's all about her, you know what I mean? So, well, it's interesting because I was not planning ever to 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 make spaghetti western. It was something that I uh, I was invited to produce. And as I said before, I, I love when it's like, oh, I've never done this before. I want to try this. And I was like, I have definitely never even thought of making anything like that. Um, so it was it was a very interesting experience and it was really, really fun. It was definitely one of my favorite projects that I've ever worked on, again, because costume and it's a it's a period piece and on top of it all like you said oh west like western is an american thing well western is an american thing whereas italian western is kind of an italian thing because they shot it in italy even though it was supposed to be american so the thing that we made was with that in mind it was supposed to be it was supposed to pay homage to a spaghetti western which is an italian production of a movie about america which is, you know, there's so much detail that went into that wow. to make it specifically look like it's an Italian production of a m- movie about America. Wow. Wow. That's a lot of work. I can't imagine how stressful that was. <laughs> um, you, you know, I, I do very minimal things for this podcast as far as, you know, I, I set my stuff up, but goodness, the detail that goes into some production is crazy. And for you to talk about that, I'm just like, Matt, just hearing you say all that, I'm like, wow, that would stress me out so much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, do you ever, like, you you enjoy movie making. It's it, You're glowing when you talk about um, making a movie and um, you're grinning from ear to ear and everything. And it's, 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 it's always nice to be around people that love what they do. Like, is... Um, do you, do you ever feel like in producing, does it ever like stress you out? Do you ever kind of like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Or is, is that the buzz? It's just being creative in the moment. Like you said, like thinking outside the box, having to like do something on the fly. I think that for me, producing is a lot about for creatives. It's a lot of stress because they have a vision and they have something very specific they want to do. And as you said, it, overwhelms you know because you you want it to be exactly like you want it to be you want it you want your vision to be made exactly in a specific way and there's just so many little things about it and I think producing is taking care of those little things and little worries and making sure that the creator only has to think about the creative things I see the vision of the person who is like who came up with an idea who came up with the concept and I kind of make a promise hey I'm gonna make sure that this vision is gonna you know, get real as much as it possibly can with our resources. And I think that that's kind of what it is fun for me. It can be sometimes a little bit stressful, but I think it's so incredibly um, like gratifying at the end of the day, because I can see these people having like not having to worry about those things and having just so much fun doing the creative part and right. doing the fun stuff and doing all of these you know, incredible stylized things. And so I, I don't, I don't think about the, the, the stress or the worry about it because I, I, I'm so happy to help these amazing and talented people. Wow. Wow. Um, what a great answer. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> like that is, uh, it really does personify what, what, um, 
what the joy is for you as a, as a as a producer. Um, what as you're saying all this stuff, I'm just thinking, man, you know, it doesn't even you don't even sound Russian. Like it's just like <laughs> <laughs> there's so many things. Like um, my wife always says, oh, you don't you don't have an Irish accent anymore. I don't hear it. And then I'm at work and everyone's going, oh yeah, I love it when you get mad because you're Irish. And I'm like. <laughs> It's, it's it's just funny but like during this whole conversation obviously there's little accents and stuff but you don't sound Russian at all do you think that has a lot to do with like you watching and learning and doing all this film stuff oh absolutely yeah I've been I've been watching a lot of shows and movies and I I I, I really appreciate acting and I think that the best way to appreciate acting is by watching something uh with the original sound without you know the dub over it um so whenever i would watch movies or shows or anything i would love to watch it the way it originally came out the way the actor made it sound because i wanted to appreciate acting as much as i could so as a kid and and during school i would watch movies with subtitles or sometimes without subtitles because i wanted to hear how the actor sounded when you know when they were shot and they were recorded and everything and i think because i was watching most of the things you know a lot of them were american productions um i think i just kind of got gotten used to listening to it and, and repeating it sometimes as well it's awesome it's awesome uh huge respect for that that is awesome because uh you know i'm i mean look at me i'm saying awesome all the time like i'm i'm become i'm becoming less and less irish by the awesome <laughs> word i say um what would be the irish version of that yeah i i don't even know like that's that's what's funny is like uh i'm so detached from that world now even though i literally just moved back not that long ago and it's like uh i don't even know i was saying awesome while i was in there while i was in ireland so it was just yeah it's funny um you know the 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 thing that kind of impresses me the most is you you referenced your your teacher and everything but is there um, is there a producer or director that is kind of really just really attracting your attention that you're watching every move? For me, without a doubt, John Favreau. Because um, Favreau for me is because he's in the Marvel world. And um, if you know anything about me because of my last name, because it's Parker, I've always gravitated towards Marvel and Spider-Man and all that kind <laughs> of stuff. I'm a big comic book nerd. But um, like um, John Favreau just has transformed the Marvel and Disney so much and done such great work. And he he began acting and he's been in so many good movies. Like um, who is it that's really inspiring? Like, I suppose, grabbing your attention because we already kind of got your inspiration in the beginning. But um, currently, are you watching anyone specifically that you're like, God, I wish I could work with that person or or, or really follow this person around and learn from them? I think that, I mean, I often watch movies and, and I kind of like, oh, I love the, the creative vision behind this. And I love the, I want to know a little bit more about their work and stuff like that. But I, I really think that when it comes to people who already succeeded and famous people, um, it's hard to know exactly what their work was and what their process is. I, of course, I, I, I am inspired a lot by, you know, famous people but in the same time I think I, I I like to draw a lot of inspiration from people that I meet and so producers that I've worked with if I worked on set as a production manager or any kind of you know a part of the production and, and I, I'm working closely with the producer I always look after what what they do and and what I like 
of their work and of their process so I can kind of take and, and learn from them. And and I really am inspired by people, not necessarily who already got into be, you know, A-list number one most famous person because as much as I would love to reach that level, I, I don't expect that. And I think expecting to reach that level is just, it's going to end up in a lot of, you know, kind of unrealistic expectation of yourself and being like, why am I not mm. successful yet? Why am I not in the top yet? Why am right. I not in Oscars tomorrow? You know, it, it's not very realistic to think that and hold yourself to that standard. And I love watching people who are successful, who are already, you know, much more successful than I am. But they are, you know, I know how they work and I've seen them work and I, I've worked with them and I genuinely appreciate their process and exactly what they do. And it's so much better for me to be inspired by those people because I can actually learn from them and I can potentially achieve that level as well. That's awesome. Um, and wow is what I would say to you. Um, <laughs> like, I'm just in awe of how humble you are because, you know, like... Um, Everybody, anyone, anywhere who's a film producer or uh, coming up in the world is like, oh man, I wish I could like work with John Favreau, for example, or Steven Spielberg or um, someone like that. But you're, you're really like, you're really recognizing the reality. Like, and I think you, you touched on something that's really important is um, nobody, nobody is successful until they're successful. And like walking into this world and going, Hey, I deserve to be this, or I deserve to be that is such a, it's a really toxic attitude. And you're just creating, you're just enjoying, you're enjoying the journey. If that journey takes you to an Oscar, then wow. But if it doesn't, you're just enjoying the journey. And that's really awesome. Um, that's, that's a huge, huge, huge character, uh, trait that, um, will make people want to work with you even more. Like who, who's to say John isn't listening to you right now going, Hey, you know what? This girl sounds awesome. Let's bring her <laughs> over to more. That would be amazing. That would actually, that would be my claim to fame because I would be like the, the gateway for your fame, but Hey, uh, we can all dream, right? <laughs> um, so um, where, where is the, where's the end game for you? Like you're, Right now, you're you're like I've just said you just love the journey, but like, is there? Have you set a goal for yourself? Have you set like this? Um, have you s said to yourself, okay, if I do this, I'm gonna be that's my successful. I've hit, I've hit successful right there. I'm gonna make myself a medal. I'm gonna hang it up on the wall. That's me. Like, <laughs> like what what does that look like for you? Yeah, no, absolutely. I I always wanted to work on a show and I, I love writing. And again, I love writing and I also love working with people. So I love producing. And so I want to do both. So I think my, my main kind of my biggest goal is to just be a showrunner and have my own show that I have wrote and that I am producing. And that is, you know, hopefully successful and, and great and people enjoy watching it. And it's something that, you know, I have also my style that I bring into that show. Um, so, yeah, probably my end goal is to be a showrunner. Wow, that's that's a that's a really cool goal. Um, does it ever like um, I'm always watching the, the shows that get canceled. I'm always looking at, oh, my gosh, that's, I think, the biggest thing that frustrates me the most is we're so centered um, around viewership, especially terrestrial or cable TV. Like, you could be watching something and it's the most amazing thing. 
Um, I could literally give you 15 amazing shows that I've watched over the last five years that I'm so mad they canceled. But um, does it ever worry you in that way? Like that you, you get to that point and then um, it's produced and it's made and they make one season and then all of a sudden done. I mean, I, I think it's worry of every person. But I think if the, I got to the point of it being produced and if it because because some of my most favorite shows have been canceled, you know, and some of the things that I'm like, this, this is genius. Like, this is so amazing. This is this is the craftsmanship, you know, and it's been canceled after a second season. Mm. And but I think that even the fact that they did those two seasons and how amazing they were and how huge of a fan base they got and how huge of a response it got. I think it's a success on its own. And I think it gives people a a platform and a way to move forward and create more stuff. Maybe, unfortunately, it doesn't have to be the same thing, but it will be more other creative things and and we will still see the vision of those creatives. So as, as worrisome as it can be, I think that having a successful even just one season is already such a huge thing. It's, it's such a huge deal. Right. I agree. 100%. Um, it's, it's just funny to me because that, that would be my biggest worry is like, I make this amazing show. Like it's written, it's a great concept. Everything's so cool. And I suppose I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, my perspective is more from the viewer than the producer, I guess, in this aspect. Um, like I, I just get so frustrated. It's like, oh my gosh, I can think of so many shows that I've just fallen in love with and they finish. So deep down, I'm like, oh, come on, Netflix, save that show, produce it, bring it back. Come on. And they've done it a few times. Like there's been so many, like Lucifer um, was cut from, um, I think it was Fox or uh, ABC. I can't remember which one. And uh, Netflix just was like, hey, yep, let's come over here. We're going to do a season with you on this. And like the fans loved it. And so now anytime anything good is getting canceled, you hear all this like chatter about, oh, it's going to Netflix. Netflix is going to buy it. You're going to do this and that. So I think um, um, streaming services is kind of the, 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 new, the new way forward for a lot of productions. Um, I think like you were saying, you're, you're pitching certain things to certain places um, I really feel that that is our future, um, whether that be good or bad. Um, and it's, um, it's pretty in- impressive that there is so many out there to choose from. Do you think that that is kind of changing the playground for producers because there are so many options out there and there are so many, um, I guess, production studios that are continuously looking for work? Um, or I should say not so not so much work but content Um, do you think that is making it easier or harder for you to kind of find uh, a home for your your production I think it's it's probably both but I think it's definitely creating a lot of opportunities for new things for upcoming creators I feel like all of oftentimes when the the spaces were kind of more limited it was you know if you only can can do one thing a year you're going to think oh this person have do- has done so many amazing movies that made so much money so why would i 
settle for this beginner, even though their idea sounds great, but why would I work with them when I can work with this other creator that I already know can give me a lot of money and can can do a lot of great things. So of course, when when the you know when the spots are limited, you are more likely to go for something safer for more famous people, for more successful people, and you know more high budget productions. When now because there's so much more like availability, there are so many more spots. There's I feel like there's just more space for smaller creatives and for beginners for people who are just starting kind of their journey. Right, and like you're while they are kind of. I suppose they are focused on on some viewership and stuff, but um, I think the the other side of that is um, that um, it's not like terrestrial or cable TV where you're filling a eight eight a.m. or eight p.m. or nine p.m. slot and you're trying to like a prime time TV. You're trying to put people in that kind of slot um, with streaming service. Um, it's literally whatever people are kind of feeling at the time, and it, there is no time slot. There's just um, you're trying to get content. So, I mean, most recently you've seen HBO um, rebrand themselves to just call it, call it Max and they've brought everything under one roof and done a lot of rebranding. You've got Netflix really refocusing their content and um, bringing a lot of new things under, under one roof. You've got um, Disney Plus um, talking about acquiring different studios um, and, and, and all of that. So it's like the content and like you said, the spots or slots available for, for these new upcoming um, directors or producers. Um, it, it really is kind of, it's exciting because you're, you're like, Ooh, what are we going to get next? Like you, like um, I, I've run out of, of memory in, in my head for all the names of all the streaming apps <laughs> that we have. We got Peacock, we got HBO Max or sorry, Max. Now you've got Netflix, you got Disney plus, you got Paramount, you got all these different ones. And it's just like, Oh my gosh. And for, for the, for the customer or the viewer, now you're not just, like buying TV channels, you're going, okay, so HBO Max has my favorite thing. I love Lord of the Rings. So I'm going to go and I'm going to um, subscribe to them. Or Netflix has one of my favorite shows. I'm going to go and subscribe to Netflix because that's the home of my favorite show. So now I think it's, it's up to the studios to kind of bring in some attractive content, which makes it even more exciting because when Arena is making her new show and it's uh, like, for example, a fantasy or a Western and it's it's going down that road, it really kind of um, allows you to um, build your fan base. And then all of a sudden Arena's on 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 Max or on Paramount. It's it's pretty cool. Like that's that's something like like for, for me growing up, um, it's always like like. Simpsons was on at 6 p.m. in the evening and you'd 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 you beg your parents to stay up and watch it and then and then that'd be it but now it's like man I don't think I turn off Netflix until midnight some nights you know what I mean just because it's just <laughs> playing in the background so and I found some crazy stuff in um, over recent weeks just by accident just by letting things go you know you, the weird Netflix suggestions that you get when you're after finishing a show um so, you know, um, for, for moving forward, um, 
your productions, you've got a lot in the in the works. Like there's a lot for you coming out. Like it's <laughs> exciting. Like I, I as much as I want you to be in part of festivals because I know that that's part <laughs> that's part of your success story and getting some cool, cool, um, cool feedback and everything. I really want to see your stuff. So I'm like, okay, it's something has to go on something that I can watch. <laughs> um, so what is, can you talk about maybe things that might be coming out soon? Yeah. So um, as I mentioned earlier, I, I worked on a spaghetti Western, which is called the Ballad of Sayula LaBelle, which just recently started its festival run. So this is a very exciting thing. Um, we're working on it. It's, it's, it's really fun. Um, and I was, I, I I think we really pulled off that film and the I was really happy because the creator contacted me again and he invited me on another project and this time you know it's even bigger it's even more exciting project it's 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 really fun um and I can definitely uh talk about that one uh it's called Operation Flowerbed and it's a 70s um uh like period piece hmm. it's uh Charlie's Angels inspired uh, pilot of a show. Um, you know, it's it's wow. You yeah, caught so- me mid gulp. I was reacting mid gulp. That that is that's awesome. That's so Charlie's Angels is for for the younger generation. Some people don't even know who Charlie's Angels is, but Charlie's Angels was one of the most iconic shows. Um, for for a lot of a lot of different reasons, um, but one of the main reasons was the, I suppose the genre, like the the type of show that it was. It was like, it was bringing action, which is um, was a popular thing. It was um, also bringing the the female side of it into it. So you're now you now got these crazy cool women who can kick the crap out of people and are like funny and have a sense of humor. And it's just, it's just, so um, remind me what the title of this new pro, uh, thing was again. Operation Flowerbed. Operation Flowerbed. Well, already I'm interested. So um, uh, do you have a date when that's coming out or is it? So not a date just yet. We're still working. There's a lot of uh, kind of pre-production work going on right now. We're doing a lot of conceptualizing, a lot of stuff like that. The story is ready, and we're doing a lot of, you know, marketing stuff for it. It's it's been it's been really really fun. Um, it's you know, it, it and Operation Flowerbed as as a thing that we're uh, shooting as a project. It's just kind of like step one of like even larger project which so far i'm not going to talk too much about that one yeah, but yeah it's, for sure. you know it, it's it's a really fun kind of i can see like a really long but really exciting journey in the future so it's a really exciting thing um but yeah it's it's really fun and like you said it's about like this femme fatale yeah. women spies who kind of like save the world and uh do a lot of these things and and i'm just so lucky that uh i was like invited again to work with the same uh, creator because I, I really love his work. And um, yeah, I, I, I'm just really excited to work on it. That's cool. That's really cool. I'm excited for you as well because um, uh, you're you're an awesome person. Uh, just chatting for the last 45 minutes or so, like um, you're really easy to talk to and I can see why um, people gravitate towards you and invite you to new productions because you're, 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 um, 
you're not stuck up or or kind of like just like like we were just talking about you're 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 kind and you you appreciate the people around you and you're you're just you're just you which is awesome so i that's that's really cool and i'm i'm happy for you there um as far as so let's let's break away from your your fame i suppose and and what you're working on um what right now is one of your like give me your top 5 favorite movies oh wow that's that's a really tough question i knew i knew when i said it your 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 hands were already going oh no he's going to ask <laughs> it's it's always really hard especially like top 5 it, it it's hard when people ask me number 1 favorite movie already it's it's hard to choose 5 i think usually i I honestly don't have like a favorite film because every time it's like, it depends on my mood, whatever. And because I'm asked that so often because it's just the thing that happens when you work in like in movie industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I'm used to just say um, about time. It's the, I love wow. that film. That is awesome. That is like so far out of left field. I never expected you to say about time. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. I love, you know, I love the comedy of it. I love, I, I, this is like one movie that makes me cry every single time I watch it. Usually if, if a movie makes me cry, I will cry one time. When I rewatch it, I'm good this time. This is like one movie that I cry every single time. I, I love that movie. It. That's one of, one it. of, one of the movies that I really gravitate towards. It's on Netflix at the moment, I believe. And it is just a really good hearted feeling movie um the actor um the the few the, the couple of english actors that um that i know so well that are in it um are just so good at what they do um like it's funny like you said like the dynamic with all the characters like trying to figure out like who who's who and what's what and how it works and it's such a it's such a funny um such a funny plot like it's just a it's just a great like Rachel McAdams um Bill uh Bill Nighy I think is his name um who is has been in so many stuff like if you if you look up uh his work or look up the show uh the and you can see all of that stuff there's so many good actors and actresses in this that um I'm just cheating right now and using my phone to look look them up margot robbie's in it and i didn't even i completely forgot she was in it because it's (laughs) she's there for like for like a scene but yeah yeah. yeah. it's just like she's just kind of there and then she's not there and you're just like was that margot oh yeah that's cool um but the 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 whole premise and everything about it is just so cool and it's a like for for those who want to know kind of what it's about i guess it's um it's a time travel movie with a different twist on how time travel works so while everybody's like, oh, I don't like time travel movies, trust me on this one. Go and watch it. Have a listen to the the dialogue and the and everything going on in the movie. You're not gonna regret it. It's a great watch. So if you're looking for Netflix recommends, um, I feel like this is like gonna be a spin-off podcast for me. Um, ne- uh, Phil's Netflix um, top picks um, will definitely be. Uh, um this show so um or movie i should say so um that was only your first one and i took five minutes to talk about it so um, let's keep going um it's hard to say i think from kind of like 
more or less recent movies. I also really enjoyed um, Jojo Rabbit. It was my favorite movie of that year. Um, so that probably would be on, on my top five. Um, I have not seen that. I have not seen Jojo Rabbit. And I'm, now I'm Googling Jojo Rabbit. For those of you who have Hulu, it's on Hulu. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That that's um, that's a different and eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. You've great taste. <laughs> <laughs> so Arena just likes movies that are um, just is gravitated to great productions, and then all of a sudden Rotten Tomatoes loves them. So um, yeah, so that's awesome. And what about your? So it's a war drama, though, right? It's kind of it's it's I I usually do not like war movies at all. That's not my uh, kind of like cup of tea um but it's more of like a comedy it's like a dark comedy right right you know it it gets kind of sad in the moment but it's so hilarious i i cried of sadness and i cried of laughter in this movie it's it's really funny um and i i i really enjoyed it and i watched it in the year that it came out i watched in the movies and uh i was really excited because you know it was uh in oscars and everything so right right it's a really, really great movie. Um, so I'll make this easier for you, okay? We don't have to give them numbers. They don't have to be your top, like, the, number one, number two, number three, number four. It, just five movies that, like, kind of really just sit in your mind and never leave the forefront of your, your consciousness, I suppose, is the best way to describe it. Because I have five out of the gate straight away, but it's not because I'm they're my favorite movies. It's because of what they represent as far as my taste in movies and where they led me towards, if you get what I'm saying. So um, maybe that'll help you a little bit because I see you struggling there. Uh, number <laughs> three, go on. Um, I guess the, this film is very much a visual inspiration for me, the stuff that I've made, and I've, I've done a lot of creative impacts uh, that I creatively um, worked on. Uh, and it's uh, Neon Demon, which I guess is not one of those movies that's like extremely highly critically rated, right. um, but it's a beautiful film, and I absolutely love the colors and the aesthetic of it, and it's just, it's an extremely beautiful movie, and I love looking at it. It's just like, I can take stills from it, and I'm like, I want to I wanna do so many things that look like that. Wow. Yeah. So um, um, every movie you're saying, if I haven't seen it, which this one I have not seen. um, So this is actually on Prime Video for those who want to take take a peek. It is kind of a horror thriller. But um, the the um, what really interests me the most is the cast like Elle Fanning is in it. Gina Malone, Keanu Reeves um like there there's some really good actors and actresses in this and it really didn't get like these amazing ratings or anything but um for some reason it's critically acclaimed like you've uh you've got a lot of people it's a cult um following i guess is what you you would describe this as but yeah it, it looks really good so okay that's awesome. Good job. So far, we've got three. So far, we've got three. I have to come up with five as well after this. So um, I'm just kind of learning. What, what's cool about this as well as Re- Arena is not just that 
you're coming up with five movies. But it kind of, um, for my listeners and people who are kind of interested in you, it gives them kind of an insight into Arena and her taste and maybe what she's making and what inspires her and everything. So, like, About Time is, I mean, honestly, it's such a beautiful movie, but it also kind of, um, it's your personality. It's all about you. Like, you're you're such a cool, lighthearted person that About Time really is you and what, what it's about, like, not saying that like this horror thriller is you, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, it kind of your creativity and everything comes into play as well. So um, I think this is a great little exercise for, for, for <laughs> us just because um, uh, some people are, Oh, this is so pointless. Why are you asking me this question? But it's um, so we've gotten three movies out of arena. Now, number four and five are going to be really tough. So I'm going to give you a second by talking a little bit extra and asking you what number four is. Um, yeah, cause it, it's, it's just so hard because I want to name like great movies and something that I really like. And I know, I just know that after we end this interview, I will be like, You're gonna be oh, like oh my like gosh, yeah, I, I do this I all the time. Yeah, but that's so, okay. You just think, so here's the thing though. It's, it's what, like, it's like what I said, it's what is at the forefront of your mind right now. And it kind of represents like what is a lasting impression on you. It's not knocking anything that you've watched or that you love or that you have on DVD. And trust me, I am a DVD crazy person. Like I used to have, I think it was, gosh, it was over 150 movies. And then I just kept getting more and more and more and more. And then when I had to move, um, we had to get rid of my movies and I was so upset. But um you know, then streaming came and yeah, I'm okay now, but like, it's just, it's just funny to me. Um, so not to put too much pressure on you, but number four is awaiting your response. I, I kind of also want to mention something like not as recent. Cause I've been, I've been mentioning yeah. more so like recent stuff. Um, I guess one of the things that I loved as a kid and I rewatched many, many times as a kid is the entire Back to the Future franchise. Yes. So that's, you know, it's the yes. classic. That's yes. like, I, I don't know a single person who did not like Back to the I, Future. I oh don't want to meet them. Back to the Future. <laughs> Back to the Future is easily probably one of the best trilogies. I Honestly, I can't think, like there's so many good trilogies out there. Like you can go through Lord of the Rings. You can go through um all these great 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 movies right but um honestly back to the future it, like i i i still watch it now like the and i'll sit there and i'll watch all three of them that's the worst part if i start it i've committed that's it i'm in i have to go all three otherwise i'm mad and i go to bed and i'm just not happy because i need to watch all of them so um great call out but we're not cheating because that's technically three movies <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're gonna call it like the franchise um is number four so we're gonna say back to the future one two and three so yeah now the pressure's really on your final choice i um, don't have any drum roll um sound <laughs> effects i i thought of one and that's another kind of recent movie i'm pretty sure they came out together uh when jojo rabbit came out and it's parasite Oh, um, yeah. and I love that movie, especially because as, so 
this is a bit backstory about me, I guess. Um, I come from a city called Vladivostok, which is a city that is very far from Moscow, very far from central Russia. This is close to Japan and Korea, and it's kind of like in the very Asian part of Russia. So it's like an hour flight to South Korea. And so my city is very kind of heavily influenced by uh, Asian culture and specifically Japanese, Chinese and Korean culture. And when I was in high school, probably for like good four or five years, I was obsessed with Korean movies and Korean shows. Right. But when I moved in 2017, when I moved to the US, I have not you know, I I haven't met a lot of people who were also into that and who were also watching these kind of things. I've noticed it's not very known in LA, you know, uh, like none of the movies and shows, not many of them. And so when Parasite came out and when people started talking about it, I was like, I knew it all along and Korean production is so great. And I was so excited to see, you know, a Korean movie getting so much talk about. And also I, I just love the movie right. on its own. Well, Asian Asian culture in itself, um, I think, um, with the awards is gone. You know, we've seen so much more um, interest in that culture, and um, you know, more and more uh, people are willing to accept and produce that kind of content. So um, it's really, really cool. for For those who are interested, Parasite is available on Max. Um, it is um, pretty awesome. Um, it's got, and again, I don't know how you keep doing this. But ninety nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> like, okay, so you win. Um, so here we go. My top five, or my the five that come to my head straight away. Because if I say top five, it's like, oh, Phil, you picked the wrong ones. Um, so iconic movies for me from growing up. I have to say, um, Titanic was one because Titanic um, was kind of a historical. Um, it had, it was, it was really about like learning from your mistakes and acknowledging that human history is like, this is how we learn. Like if there wasn't a disaster and if people didn't have awful thing happen, or like if the boat didn't sink, you know, um, there's always, there's a joke, you know, the alternate ending, um, is just the boat arrives in New York. Um, but like, it's, uh, so anyway, that was weird. Um, uh, for those of you who noticed a little break, I was talking about Titanic and saying how amazing it was and my, one of my favorite movies and then technical stuff happened. So let's just acknowledge it, call, uh, you know, address the elephant in the room and continue arena. Cause we don't want to, um, we don't want to hide things from our wonderful listeners. Um, but yeah, so, um, uh, history and everything about, um, the, you know, we learn from our mistakes. So I think acknowledging our mistakes and seeing that, you know, the Titanic was such a big deal and it's then represented by amazing directors and amazing actors, Leonardo DiCaprio in his prime and everything that happened. So it's also one that I went to see with my mother. So it kind of really sits at the forefront of my mind. So that's number one, not that it is number one, but it is my first one. My second one, um, I think, just for what it was, um, The Last Starfighter. Hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen that one. It was something that really didn't make a huge amount of, um, I suppose, noise or anything in the 
in the film world, but um, it was really, really, really good. Um, it was kind of, it's a cult following. Look it up. It's a really, really good movie. Um, I can't remember any good famous actors in it, but like in my head, I literally see them all. It was one of those movies that was like Star Wars. It was like kind of all this different stuff. Um, but it was just um, like set in the 80s. It was just a really, really good movie. Um, and then three, I'm going to say The Matrix. Just because of what it did for cinema and cinematography. It kind of changed how how things are made. It like brought in like bullet time and all this fun stuff that happens with that. It also kickstarted my affinity even more so for um, science fiction, even though I already kind of was a geek when it comes to science fiction movies. <laughs> um, but I think um, it was just one of those those trilogies. You know, all all the Matrix movies were so good, but Matrix really kicked it off because of what it did and what it represented and how it kind of transformed cinema. Um. And then number four and five is really tough for me. I think um, number four, number four is, um, God, I already had the answers and then this lovely technology had to fail on me. Um, <laughs> number, number four is Shawshank Redemption, I think. I think hmm. it's just because of the movie that it is and what it represents um, and um, just the actors. Oh my God, Morgan Freeman. Can you can you find a better actor out there? He's just so phenomenal. Um, and it's just kind of from my childhood, just watching these movies um, kind of um, was me growing up, you know, like Shawshank, Shawshank Redemption, Last Starfighter, Titanic. These are all kind of stuff as I was growing up. Um, then Matrix was then another step, I guess. Um, and then kind of bringing it back and bringing it, um, bring it to more recent years, I think Iron Man, um, just because of how it changed, um, just like superhero movies, because um, it really kicked off John Favreau's directing and producing career even more so. They took a flyer on him. If it failed, it could have just not been as huge. But Marvel is what it is today because of that one movie, Iron Man. So, yeah, they're they're my five, and I'm gonna get messages like you wouldn't believe. Going, Phil, what about this movie? And I'm gonna say I didn't say they were my top five. I said they were the ones that I remember, and they're the forefront of my mind before everyone ridicules me. <laughs> so, um, that being all said, um, they're my five. We got your five. Um, I think <laughs> I think we've done pretty well. We've um we've gotten your favorite movies um so coming up for you you've got um these great movies the shorts and stuff coming out you're working on more great things um involving femme fatale um awesomeness um which i cannot wait for to be honest um but um how can my listeners keep tabs on you like do you have instagram do you have like all your social media give me give me something like that yeah no absolutely i think the main thing that i try to keep up with and keep updated at all times is my instagram which is just my name is arena.sakun 
uh, Sakun spelled with an O S A K O U N. Um, and so I, I think most of the time, whenever I'm, I'm trying to put new projects out, there's going to be more promotion about it, more information about it. So, uh, whenever anything new comes out, you can definitely see it on my Instagram. So that would be my main kind of thing. Awesome. Great. Well, I look forward to that. Um, so from there, I guess that's another episode of the Unscripted Perspective. I can't believe we made it through um, and got to the 57 minute mark. And then all of a sudden things just decided to die on us. But we you <laughs> did, I hope. Um, so um, once again, thank you, Arena, for being on the show. It's been amazing. Um, you're an amazing person and such um, a joy to have on the show. I've been very lucky these last few episodes. I've had some really great guests, but you're you're certainly one that you're a credit to your 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 fellow countrymen and also to the industry that you're in because um you know you're just very humble so um i wish you the very very best in your career and i hope um we get to see more of your work and you know just don't forget the little guy and where you began when you get all famous um the unscripted perspective you know we're always trying to grow listeners so um <laughs> We'll, we'll definitely uh, welcome you back when you have that Oscar-winning movie. <laughs> of course. Thank you for having me. So um, that is another Unscripted Perspective. We'll be back again next week with another awesome guest. Um, as I always say, have a bit of grace, be safe, and we will talk to you again soon. Thank you so much for listening and be sure to leave us a rating or review on your favorite listening platform. Be sure to keep in touch with us on Facebook and Instagram at The Unscripted Perspective. Or you can visit us at www.theunscriptedperspective.com.